Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. We make USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Everybody, everybody, let's say it together. I'm in my year of jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day in Jesus' name. Amen. So God, we tell you that we are open and we are ready. Speak to us tonight, God. We cast every care upon you because you care for us and we believe you're about to give us everything that we need. We, Our declaration is that the rest of this year will be not just the best of this year, but it'll be the best half of our lives. This new month of August, August is 8. 8 is a number of new beginnings. It's a number of divine resets. So this month we expect new beginnings, not just around us, but new beginnings in us. It's a month we expect divine reset, not just around us, but also in us. And for that, we say thank you. Come on, in this building and online, if God's ever done anything for you, can I get you to lift your hands, open up your mouth, and let's worship God for eight seconds right there. Eight. Eight's a new beginning. Seven. Come on, in the building and online. Six. Five, four, hallelujah, three, two, somebody shout, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Grab a seat. Let's go to work. So we just finished the series summer school. Say summer school. And we learned that summer school were summer courses that were taking, uh, that were taken while most schools were on summer vacations. They were courses that were taken during the summer. And I taught you that summer school was for remedial purposes. Everybody say remedial. Remedial is often thought of as a negative word, but it's not because remedial gives us two words by definition. It is the remedy. And I told you that in the month of July that God was going to bring the remedy to every situation in your life. Here's what I love about the word. The word is not locked by time because it's spirit. In John chapter six, the Bible says that the words that Jesus speaks, they are spirit and they bring life, which means you can't lock his word in time. His, his word is not time locked. His word is not landlocked, which means he can speak a word in Denver and that thing changed something in Florida. He can speak a word in Florida and that thing changed something in Antarctica. What are you trying to tell me? That you better understand that your remedy it was just not locked down to the month of July. But anytime you need remedies 
to show up for any riddles that are occurring in your life. All you got to do is say, Lord, I need you to take me to school. Lord, I need you to give me some knowledge. Hosea 4, 6 says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So make this declaration. Say, my remedies are always on the way. Which means I don't care what riddle shows up in your life. I don't care what situation shows up in your life. God has always got a remedy that's on its way to you. Not only is it remedy, but it's also the word cure. Which means whatever issue that you have had, that issue will no longer be your issue. I need to make sure I'm in the building and online with people of faith. I believe that our God is a God that's still a healer. That our God is a God that still makes ways out of no ways. He opens doors no man can shut and shuts doors no man can open. If you know that our God still brings cures I just need you to shout and my cure is on the way and this is not just limited to uh, to physical ailments or physical issues because sometimes the greatest cure is in how you see yourself the greatest cure is in how you deal with yourself the greatest cure is in the situations and circumstances that you navigate through because sometimes your greatest enemy is your enemy and sometimes the cure he's got to give you is a cure to deal with yourself I need to make sure you're sitting in the faith section please touch somebody and say he's going to help you deal with you he's going to help Help you deal with yourself. But in that series, what were we doing? We were canceling unnecessary destruction. Because Hosea 4, 6 says, well, my people are destroyed for lack of what? Knowledge. Not talent, not gift, not skill, not ability, not faith. Which means when I know better, I can do better. But I actually have to want to do better. Too many Christians get information, but they never have implementation. So they live in constipation and never go anywhere with demonstration. But I'm talking to some people in the building and online that can say, when I learn something, God, I'm going to put it in motion. When I hear your word, I'm not going to fight your word. I'm going to obey your word, and I'm going to do your word. The Bible says, blessed are those that are doers, not just hearers of the word. Say, God, make me a doer. Make me a no, you got to say that thing with authority. Like the rest of your life, if I hear it at 8.05, I'm going to do it by 8.06. If I hear it on Monday, it's going to be done by Tuesday. If I hear it in August, I'm going to see the manifestation of it on, in, in September. Open your mouth, please, and say, God, make me a doer. Make me. So the last summer school lesson that we did on Sunday was you were born for the time that you were needed most. Hear me. You are not an accident. You had to be born. You cannot be aborted. You cannot be thrown away. You cannot die. Let's take a moment to have testimony service. What is that? It is you recognizing the fact that you should have been dead and gone, messed up, jacked up, tied up. But God, somehow, every time it looked like it was over for you, his grace showed up. What is grace? Grace is when God gives you something good that you did not deserve. What is mercy? Mercy is when God blocks something negative that you do deserve. I need to make sure that there's some people with a testimony that can say, a lot has tried to take me out, but I'm still... I'm still standing. There's a lot that made you want to commit suicide, but you're still standing. There's a lot that made you say your life isn't worth living, but you're still standing. You were in car accidents that tried to take you out, but you are still standing. You were in negative situations that tried to make you feel like life was over for you, but you are still standing. Why? Because you were born for the time that you were needed most. Somebody say, and that's right now. I don't believe you. Say it with authority. Say it, and that's right now. 
So watch me. God not only sent us to the earth for the time we were needed most, but he sent us with something in us. Luke 17, 21 says, for indeed, the kingdom of God is what? It is within you, which means his kingdom, uh, if you read the a previous part of the verse, it's not here or there. It's not a location. It's not a building. It, 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 you can't point and say, there is the kingdom. Because mm -mm, he put the kingdom in you. This is why there's always so much that comes against you. You think it's just fighting you when really it's fighting the kingdom that's in you. Oh, my God. This is why, come here, David. You've always had to fight battles that seem so much bigger than you. Because, David, here you are, a 16-year-old shepherd boy fighting a huge Goliath that's been a warrior since he was a little boy. Why am I fighting such a big battle? It's because this battle is not about who I think I am and who I can find myself to be or the box I put myself in. This battle is about the enemy knowing what God has already put on the inside of me and I came to tell somebody your battles have always been bigger because God has always seen you as bigger than you see yourself your battles have always been at a king's level because God has always seen you come in Revelation 5 10 as a king and a priest he doesn't see you as a failure he doesn't see you as a mistake he doesn't see you as a screw up he says that's my son and that's my daughter in whom I am well pleased Come on, look at somebody close to you and say, there's a kingdom in you. There's a kingdom. I don't like the way they said it. Please say it to somebody that act like they heard me. There's a kingdom in you. YouTube, type it in the chat. Facebook, type it in the chat. I need you to know there's something bigger in you than what you're looking at. And I came to tell you, your greatest days are not behind you. Your greatest days are up. Please lay your hands on yourself. Say, there's something big in you. So let's go. Where did he place this kingdom? He tells us in Ecclesiastes 3.11. Ecclesiastes, we see the root word ecclesia, which is the term for the church. It's called out people. The church is not a building. It's a people, which means wherever we gather is the church. Which means if we meet in the parking lot, the church is there. If we meet at the mall, the church is there. If we meet at Grape Street, the church is there. If we're on Facebook, the church is there. If we're on YouTube, the church is there. If we're in the app, the church is there. If it's a pop-up, the church is there. You ready? So in Ecclesiastes, he's speaking to his called out people. And here's what he says. He has put eternity, that word eternity means heaven, into man's heart. Stop. God says, I have already put something in you that outlasts your body. He has put eternity into man's heart. That's why when we get to the earth, there is this sense of longing for something bigger and greater than ourselves. Because God says, I put something in you that has no beginning and that has no end. I put something in you. That's why the Bible says the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Because I pre-existed my body. I existed before I got here. And I'm going to exist when I leave here. I he has put eternity into man's heart. Heart in scripture, Old Testament, Hebrew, the word leb, L-E-B. New Testament, it's the word cardia with a K, not a C, and for Greek. It literally means in the, man, the mind of man. I have put eternity into the mind of man, or I've put this internally. Say, it's in me. So which means I'm not trying to die to get to heaven. I am trying to live well to manifest heaven. You missed it. Miss it. 
The worst thing a Christian could do is once they get saved, think, well, I'm ready for the, I'm ready to go. I'm ready for Jesus to come back. You selfish person, you. I wish you would be ready for God to come back. And there's billions of people that do not know him. Billions of people that have never heard the gospel. I'm not trying to die to get to heaven. Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and life more abundantly. I'm not trying to die to get over there. I'm trying to bring over there down here. And where did he put it? In me. Which means when I showed up, heaven showed up. When I stepped on the sea, heaven oh my God. Come on, tell somebody close to you. Tell somebody close to you. Say when you change atmospheres, tell them uh-uh, when you show up, demons tremble. Why? Because there's something in you they're familiar with. They know what heaven sounds like. They know what heaven feels like. This is why they talk about you. This is why they mess with you. This is why they persecute you. It's bigger than you. It's yeah. But he has put, he's put eternity. He says, I put heaven on the inside of you. And this is why you go through hell. Why? We go through hell because there's heaven that's on the inside of us. What does this mean practically? You see these phrases in the scripture, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, all of these terms are interchangeable. So what does this actually mean? What did he put in me? Say, what did he put in me? It's the kingdom. So what is the kingdom? The kingdom has three basic components. Number one, it's heaven's attributes in the earth. So what does this mean? Because for some, the, the ideology of heaven on earth, it seems too big. It seems too, it seems, it seems unbelievable. Like, this is unbelievable. Oh, is this, like, this is unbelievable. Romans 14, 17 gives us the attributes of the kingdom. It gives us the attributes of heaven. Here it is. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. In other words, he said, this is not just, this is not just you having a good time. Now, this is important because for some of you all, you live in pursuit of a good time. But you never have a good life. Y'all like a time. You live in pursuit. I just need a break. But God says, but you haven't broken through anything. You live in pursuit of, I just need rest. But you haven't, watch me, you haven't gone through enough warfare that would dictate that level of rest being necessary. Now, the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness. So say righteousness. So what is righteousness? It means right with God and right to God, which means there are some things that God says, it may be right to you, but it's not right to me. There's some things that God says, it may be right to culture, but it's not right to me. It may be right on social media, but it's not right to me. I need you to open your mouth and say, God, make me right with you. Make me right. Yeah, if there's something I'm doing, God, that you're displeased with, I could care less about pleasing man. I could care less about pleasing family members. I could care less about pleasing friends. God, make me right with you and make me right to you. What does this mean? There are certain things that you're okay with that God is like, I'm not okay with that. See, some of you have begun to settle and say, this is as good as my life's going to be. And God says, well, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. I don't like that you like to live that low, but I will accept what you accept. You ready? He says righteousness, right with God, right to God. And here's what it means, good character. Say good character. This means that you do what you say you're going to do. But let's go deeper. It means that whatever you do, you do it with excellence. We live in a half-ass culture. And I mean it just like I said it. Deuteronomy 22.10 says that, the, that an ox are not plowed with an ass together. Literally, the Bible commanded that oxen, say I'm an ox. An oxen had no business dealing with donkeys. 
Because an oxen was a special designation of livestock that literally, uh, it, it, it literally is the imagery of you and I, which means after an ox could carry more than everybody else. And can I be honest with you? If you're really honest about your bloodline, if you're really honest about your family, if you're really honest about your friends, you can carry way more. I wish I had honest people in here. You, you're the one that everybody else is complaining, and while they're complaining, you're like, come on, let's go. You can carry more. You can handle more. You can deal with pressure that other people would buckle under. I want to make sure I'm in the building with some ox. I want to make sure I'm online with some ox. Let's say, I can carry more. I can handle more. I was built for this. Open your mouth and shout, I was built for this. An oxen was a special designation of cattle. It could carry more. What would happen is that oxen would be yoked to another ox. A yoke is a wooden instrument that would go around the neck of an ox. So what would happen is sometimes what they would do to save money, and I pray, listen to me carefully, I pray that in your pursuit of people around you, that you, watch me, that you do not drop your value. Because some of y'all, watch me, I don't know who I'm talking to, but for some of you, you're just so thirsty for people around you that you are doc, you're a donkey, uh, watch me, that you're an oxen when you're surrounded by donkeys. Because you feel like if I don't have them, I don't have option. <laughs> if they won't be my friend, I won't have a friend. If they won't date me, I won't date me. Baby, you better learn how to be an ox and be an ox by yourself. I'd rather be an ox getting it done by myself than being an ox that's yoked to a donkey. And so now what do donkeys do? They buck. They fight. They create chaos. They, 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 you're trying to go this way. The donkey's trying to pull this way. So Moses forbid. He said, ox should now plow with donkeys. We live in a culture of donkeys posing as oxes. They like to talk about everything they're doing, but they really ain't doing nothing. Y'all ain't gonna sit there. You ever met somebody that was, oh, I got this, I got this, I got that. And you're like, you ain't really doing nothing. That takes five minutes. That takes time. You are really not doing nothing. And they talking, but they never saying nothing. I wish... So what happens consequently, pay attention, is that good character is not just doing what you say you're going to do. Good character is doing whatever you do and doing it well, which means we know that you did it because it was done with excellence. Come on. I need you to open your mouth Wednesday in the building and online. Say, God, lock a spirit of excellence in me. Lock yeah, everything I do, God, I got to do it with excellence. I, I want it to be done well. Not perfection, but excellence. You're not going to catch me being late. Y'all ain't going to talk. You're not going to catch me doing it sloppily. Uh, you're not going to catch me just trying to throw anything out there. You're not going to catch me expecting a check but not delivering what the check is for. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Lord, lock excellence in me. Worship God for five seconds right there. If that's your prayer. Five, four, lock it in me. Three, come on, Facebook. Two, lock it in me. You'll be an excellent mother, an excellent father, an excellent business person, an excellent employee, an excellent entrepreneur, an excellent servant at church. And whatever you do, do it with excellence. Ready? Say righteousness. So this is heaven on earth. God says, so part of heaven on earth is that when you do it, people say, normally people don't do it this well. When you do it, people say, wow, you, you really are excellent. Wow, you're really dedicated. See, and it's going to be easy for you to stand out because the culture is so average that excellence always stands out. I wish you knew you were sitting next to somebody that, watch me, their name's about to be brought up. Favor's about to find them. 
opportunity is about to open for them. Why? Because God says, I look at them and they've got righteousness. They, they have good character and when they do something, they do it and they do it well. Okay, righteousness, the first attribute. Here's the second, peace. Say peace. peace. So peace is this Hebrew word shalom. Let's go. It means nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, and all is well. Say it with me. Say nothing broken, nothing missing, nothing lacking, all is well. So, so righteousness, peace. Paul, Paul is telling us, the author of Romans, rather, is telling us that this is what the kingdom is. This is what heaven's attributes on earth look like. One, righteousness. Two, peace, which means it's not perfect, but there's nothing missing. Okay. It's not perfect, but there's nothing lacking. It's not perfect, but everything is well. Let me show you how Shalom works. You could have just gotten horrible news, but because you know, Romans 8, 28, that all things work together for your good, that you can say, even though the news is bad right now, I'm just waiting to see how God's going to turn that thing around. I oh, my God. Come on, lay your hands on yourself. Say, and he'll turn it for my favor. See, Shalom. Shalom, shalom is not that there's no issues. Shalom just means that the issues don't bother me. Shalom doesn't mean that there's no challenges. It just means that the challenges don't affect me the way they affect you. See, you, you lose in sleep, but when you're shalom, you're like, I'm going to sleep. I, you're not worried about it? Nope. Because if God never sleeps nor slumbers, there's no need in both of us being up tonight. I'm going to let God handle this, and by the time I wake up, it'll be turned around. This is just for those of you that are radical like me on a Wednesday with my sword. So if you believe in the second half of this year, God's about to turn some things you were worried about. Pop up out of your seat. Turn around one time and say, it's turning for my good. If you don't expect it, don't turn. YouTube, get up and turn. Get up and turn. Why? He's turning it for my good. I'll prophesy with my body. He's turning it for my... Let's go. Let's go. Grab a seat. Let's go. Let's go. Grab a seat. Grab a seat. Let's see. It's shalom. Say shalom. shalom. So when you say, I am shalom... And this is why at Harvest, our culture, is we greet each other this way. When we get on the lives, when we're online, when we're in buildings, when we're in Atlanta, where we're at, we greet each other this way because we're prophesying that to one another. We're telling one another, nothing missing. You say, well, Bishop, it feels like something is missing. Go check again. Tell me how many times you said your keys weren't in your purse, ladies, but your keys were in your purse. You needed to just go. Y'all not going to talk to me. Fellas, how many times have you said you don't know where your wallet is and it's sitting in there on the nightstand, the same place you left it? You need to go check again. I came to tell somebody, you've been saying, God, something's missing. Something is broken. Something is lacking. You need to go check again because the truth is it's exactly where it's supposed to be. It's exactly where it's supposed to be. It's exact. And I pray God open up your eyes so that you see that everything is shalom. I pray and prophesy over you that you will see that everything is shalom in Jesus name say yes Lord say it say yes Lord watch me righteousness peace here's the last one joy this is heaven's attributes on earth joy means glad and great glad is an emotion which means if joy is part of heaven's attributes in the earth it means I have the ability to pick my emotion I'm gonna slow it down because I need you to get it say I can pick my emotion and here's how most people do. E, E, out of, prefix, motion, change. So out of change, our emotions come. Our emotions are our ability to try to reclaim what we thought we had control over. You, 
you start hollering because you're trying to reclaim control. But the truth is you never really had control. The control you thought you had that you're getting emotional about was nothing more than a delusion in your head. You get mad because people act a certain way. The truth is you never had them on, under control. Some people can just simply be compliant long enough to make you think. It's quiet in this building. All right, you ready? So, so pay attention. So joy, glad, means I can pick my emotion because I am telling myself to have joy. Paul said it like this when he's standing before King Agrippa as a prisoner in the book of Acts. The apostle Paul says this. He says, he, he says King, oh King, I think myself happy. Translation, you're looking at me in this situation and you're thinking I should have my head down. You're thinking I should be sad. You're thinking I should be frustrated. You're thinking I should be negative. But what you don't know about me is when he sent me to the earth, he put something in me and this joy that I had, the world didn't give him and the world can't take it away. So do what you gotta do, but I will rejoice. Do what you gotta do, but I will bless the Lord when? At all times, and his praise shall continually be in my Come on, touch somebody close to you. Say, rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. Type it in the comments. Rejoice, rejoice, re So I have joy over and over and over and over and over again. How you, some people, how you smiling and you just heard bad news? I picked my emotion. How are you in church praising God and God hasn't come through yet? Oh, you think he hasn't come through? I just haven't seen it yet, but the day I prayed over it, come here, Daniel, it was done for me. So my praise is not just because of what I've seen him do. My praise is because of what he's about. Come on, shout joy. Shout it again, shout joy. Righteousness, peace, and joy. Glad. Here's the second definition of joy. Great. Say great. Which means God says... Anything he does is not just going to be okay. It's going to be great. They're great. I need you to get a Tony the Tiger spirit. Come on, come on, say they're great. Wednesday, a little week, a little week, a little week, a little week. Come on. I need you to act like you remember the commercial. Tony the Tiger, and I'm a lion guy, but that's okay. Let's just go with it tonight. Okay, all right. One, two, three. They're That's what they're going to say about you. In your performance review, your boss is going to say, you're great. Watch me. When they pull your credit, it's great. When they look at your body, yada, yada, it's great. When they look at your doctor's report, it's great. Everything about your life is supposed to be great. I don't like the way some of y'all are looking at me. Would you touch somebody next to you and say, I speak greatness over your life. Whatever you set your hand to, it'll be great. Whatever you set your mind to, it'll be great. It will be great. It will be great. It will be great. Let's go. Let's go. So that's first attribute of the kingdom. We got to go. All right. Heaven's attributes in the earth. Here's the second thing of the kingdom. And all of this is in you. You came prepackaged with this. This is like basic cable. This comes with the basic package. Who remembers basic cable? <laughs> so, this, so you remember, what you have a basic cable? You had, what you had? Uh, you had all the local channels. 
And then you had, you had the HBO, HBO on basic? No, I don't think you had HBO on basic. That was premium cable. Yeah, I don't know. You had, all right, somebody say, I came prepackaged with this. Okay, okay, this, this, this is the pre-package. This is, this is the chicken sandwich, the waffle fries, and the lemonade. Y'all got that? Y'all like, I know that, Bishop. I don't know about no basic cable. I watch YouTube, but I know about that. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. It's, it, it, comes, it comes pre-packaged. This is everything God already put in you. So it's God's MO, his modus operandi, Isaiah 55, 9. For if the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. God says there's something in you that's reaching. There's something in you that says there's, there's got to be a better. And the better way is his way. There's something in you that says the way I'm doing this can't be the best way. There's got to be a better way. And I came to tell somebody, watch me, in the month of August, God's about to unwrap the greater way. He's about to unwrap the greater way. And the greater way is his way. Please open your mouth in this building and online. Say, God, I want to do it your way. I Here's the last component. We got to go. Um, the third component of the kingdom. All of this is in you. It's prepackaged. It's prepackaged. It's already in you. I don't, I don't believe in God. Doesn't matter. He put it in you. He believes in you. Thank God your belief in him doesn't dictate what he does. You ready? You never fight with somebody. I don't believe in God. That's okay. He believes in you. And watch me. And before it's all said and done, every knee. So you better do it voluntarily before he got to knock your behind down and make you do it involuntarily. I ain't got to argue with you about God. God needs no defense. Becoming, here's the last component of the kingdom. Becoming who God says you are and possessing what God said we can. Jeremiah 29, 11. Listen to what God says. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Look at me. God says everything I'm thinking about is toward you. Which means I'm always thinking about how to get something to you. I'm not trying to take something from you. So if there's anything I keep from you, it's because there's something in it that is not toward you. You didn't hear me. Anytime I cut off a relationship, why are you crying? I shut it down because there's something in it that is actually against you. So I had to get rid of that and that to make sure. You ready? I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace, shalom, and not of evil. Evil in Hebrew is the word ra, which means against you. To give you a future and a hope. We're going to take a shout break right through here. God says, I put in you your future, and I put in you hope. That's why no matter what knocks you down, have you ever noticed how you keep getting... You're like the Energizer Bunny. You just keep going and going and going and going. And you can't stop me. Why? Because he put hope in me. He put my future in me. And I came to tell 50 Shouters, your future looks way better than your past. I wish you would go to three people and just shake their hand. Say, your future looks amazing. Your future. Online, tag somebody. Your future looks amazing. I hasn't seen it. Ear hasn't heard it. Neither has it entered into the heart of man. Your future is going to be huge. Your future is going to be big. 
Your future is going to blow your mind. Your future is going to make you grateful you didn't commit suicide. Your future is going to make you grateful you did not give up. Say, it's already in me. Say, it's already in me. So how do we access this, these three things he's put in us? I taught you this on Sunday. Somebody said there's only one way. I wish I could tell you that to access those three things that he put in us, and that's why he sent us to the earth. I wish I could tell you that that was going to be easy. I wish I could tell you that you could sit down and have a meeting, and at the end of the meeting, everything was going to come out. Because that would be so much nicer. That would be so much easier to preach. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? Hey, but, but here's what the Bible says. Acts 14, 22. We which means this is the same for everybody. Somebody say, no one is exempted. Here's your problem. You think you deserve an exemption. You think, well, I shouldn't have to go through this. I'm a giver. I'm a sower. I serve. I do this. I do that. I prayed this. I prayed that. I was prom king in 1989. My Jerry Curl was the best Jerry Curl in school. I, I should not have to go through this. Are you ready? This is the same for everybody. If I say everybody. everybody. And nobody is excluded. Acts 14, 22. We must. There is no other way. There is no other way. There is no other way. Through many tribulations. Not one problem. You got 99 problems. And it's still another one. Through many tribulations. Help somebody say a lot. So let me explain to you why you never get a break. Let me explain to you why you all, it seems like I'm always doing something. I take one step forward. Stop cursing yourself. I took a step forward. Just because I got a storm don't mean I move back. Mm. Stop speaking that over your life. You didn't go back. It just started raining when you stepped forward. You took one step forward and I stayed there. I took another step forward and I stayed there. I took a third step forward and I'm staying there. You ready? Stop cursing yourself. I just feel like I'm going back. No, you're not. Feelings aren't facts. Ready? Things aren't working according to who's playing. Your little plan? God was like, oh, that's cute, baby. Oh, that's what you want to do? That's cute. Ooh, for real? That's nice. Lord, here's my plan. That's great. And you're trying to clean this up, and God was like, but I had something else for you. Oh. We must, through many tribulations, enter the kingdom of God. So what does this mean? The only way to get what's in me is that I have to go through tribulations. What does tribulation mean? Internal pressures. Internal pressures means that there's something from the outside that's doing something on the inside that's putting a demand that I sometimes might think is greater than can be met. It's not just internal pressure. It's internal pressures. See, it's one thing if you bench pressing. It's another thing if you bench pressing and at the same time you leg pressing. 
because I got pressure up here, I got pressure down here. Which means for some of you, there's so, many, there's so much pressure in so many different places because you're about to see growth in all those places. Okay, Wednesday. Wednesday, I'm not playing with you. See, if I got pressure here and here and here and here, that means by tomorrow, every area is because no pressure, no progress. Oh my God, no pressure, there's nothing praiseworthy. I need you to worship God for three seconds for all the pressure that you've been. Come on, Wednesday. We're almost done. Thank you for my pressure. 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 Let's go. Through many tribulations, internal pressures, First definition. Here's the second definition. No good options. See, it's not that there's not options. It's just I don't like any of them. You ever, you ever gone to a restaurant or uh, you're going to eat something and you didn't really know what you want to eat? And you're looking on the menu like, how may I serve you? Have some other options. <laughs> And it's taking you 15 minutes to order from a three-page menu. Because the truth is, is while there's options, none of them are good, watch me, to you. So other people will look at your life and say, but you could do this. And you're like, but I don't like that. Other people say, well, you could get with so-and-so. I don't like them. Well, you can move to such and such. I don't like that place. It's quiet in this building and online. There's options, but none of them are good. And good is a relative term predicated upon who's looking at it. Because what's a good option to you might be, tra uh, might be something tragic to me. What's a good option to me might be something that, watch me, that you don't have the capacity for. So when he says many tribulations, he says, you're going to go through all this internal pressure and you're going to have no good options. But here's what's going to happen. But this is how you're going to enter the kingdom of God. Now we have a problem. Say, what's the problem, Bishop? I thought he put the kingdom in us. Specifically, where did we learn in Ecclesiastes? In our minds, internally. So wait a minute. How am I going to enter into myself? Okay. Come on, Wednesday. He says, you're going to enter the kingdom of God. But wait, I thought it was in me. Which means for some of you, ready? You'll get it, and I'll know by your praise. For some of you, you can't, I'm just trying to find me. The only way to find you is you're gonna have to go through. I'm just trying to figure out what I was created to do. I'm just trying to figure out what I was called to do. The only way you're gonna figure that out is you're gonna have to go through many tribulations, and the tribulation is gonna get you to the right situation and the right circumstance at the right time, and you. There's only one way in you, and that's to go through tribulation. There's only one way in you, and that's to go through tribulation. The only way to access what's in you is to go through tribulation. I'm going to say it a third time, and I'm going to wait for you to act like you heard me. The only way to access what's in you is that you have to go through tribulation. So here's the question. Why are you upset about your key? Preach. 
if the only way to access what's in you is to go through tribulation, if you rebuke tribulation, we never ever access what's in you. We never access shalom. We never access righteousness, peace, and joy. We never access God's MO. We never access who God said you would be and what God said you would have. So when you rebuke your storms, when you rebuke your storms, you rebuke his kingdom. It's quiet in the building. But the problem is, somebody say, what's the problem now, Bishop? Is that once you settle yourself with, okay, the only way to get access to what's in me is to go through tribulations. And, and not just one. What does the Bible say? Many. Which means the more tribulation you go through, you ready for this? For five shouters with me. You ready? The more tribulation you go through, the bigger you manifest. Okay. All right. See, you know who I feel bad for? The people who don't go through much. Because if you don't go through much, that means God's not going to do much. If you don't go through many tribulations, that means God's not taking you anywhere. Wednesday, I'm going to give you one more opportunity and I got to close this word. But I need you to open your mouth and worship God for your tribulations. No music on three. Worship. One, two, three. Go. Hallelujah. Come on, Atlanta. Come on, Miami. Come on, Indiana. Come on, South Africa. Come on, Washington. Come on, D.C. You go through a lot because you're about to get a lot. You go through a lot because you're about to make a lot happen. You go through a lot because God's about to do a lot through you. I wish you had a faith person next to you. Elbow and say, you go through a lot because you're about to see a lot. You're about to do a lot. Yeah. That's a good place to praise him. That's a good place to tell him thank you. That's a good place to clap your hands. That's a good place to say thank you, Jesus. That's a good place. 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 Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Here's the problem. Say, what's the problem now, Bishop? I just got you to be okay with your tribulations. I just got you to be like, praise God. The psalmist said it like this. It was good that I was afflicted. You know you're maturing when you can be going through hell and you can be like, God, I'm glad it's so hot. Because if it's hot in my life, that means there are certain things that can't survive at a certain temperature. If it's hot, that means there are certain things that are not going to make it out of this season. And I need anything that can't survive the heat to get up out my kitchen. Why? I feel like preaching tonight. Because your kitchen is where you prepare things. Your kitchen is where you get things ready. Your kitchen is where you get your nourishment. Your problem is, problem is, say, what's the problem, Bishop? Is that tribulations can become toxic. Got to do it quickly. If mismanaged or misunderstood. See, all that tribulation, if it's mismanaged or if it's misunderstood, it can quickly become toxic. 
Because when you go through so many storms, sometimes you become one. When you go through so much betrayal, sometimes you can become a Judas. When you go through so much, when you go through so many difficulties, sometimes now you become difficult. When you've been let down so much, now you don't keep up anything. Can I show you this in the Bible? Before I show you in the scripture, look at this. Say toxic. Say what is toxic? So here's what we're doing this month. Containing or being poisonous, capable of causing death or serious debilitation. Okay? It, it's, it's, it's something poisonous that's in it. And what's poisonous can cause death or debilitation, which means you will not have the mobility or the movement or the action that you want to have. For some of you, watch me, you're out of the tribulation, but the tribulation has you toxic. So now, watch me, watch me, watch, causing death. You kill things for a living. You kill businesses, you kill friendships, you kill faithfulness, you kill relationships. What you do is toxic people, you, watch me, toxic people get excited about their cutoff game. They brag about my cutoff game is on point. What you're really saying is I'm so toxic I don't know how to have conversation. It just got quiet in the building, and I promise you, I promise you, I promise you I'm good. Y'all ready? Now, let me be clear. That doesn't mean that there's not people that need to be cut off. But, but when you're toxic, it causes death. There's, a, there's body bags all behind you. There's body bags all around you. When it's toxic, it's debilitating. You can't move right. You can't see right. You can't hear right. You don't act right. You don't speak right. So even though the tribulation is over, the toxicity remains. The drama is over, but it left you with trauma. Okay, here's the next definition. An asset that's lost too much value to be sold on the market. They call it toxic assets. And in 08, you saw this happen in America where there were toxic mortgage assets. They were toxic because people uh, could not pay the mortgages at which they were qualified for. So what made it toxic is that nobody could pay the price. So when it's a toxic asset, pay attention, is it begins to diminish in value. And for some of you, you ready? All of the tribulation you've gone through has affected how you see you. Because you don't see yourself as a king. You say, I'm just out here trying to make it, sir. When you talk to people who have toxicity, they use words like this. I'm just out here grinding. Grinding? As if that, that was a curse on Samson. Samson had to grind at the meal. Mm -mm. What we're out there doing is we're out there sowing and reaping. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. We're almost done. We're almost done. But I need to make sure you get this. It, it means when you go through so many tribulations, you can begin to lose your own sense of value. So you'll begin to let the region you're in make you think you're less than you are. And I came to tell some of you tonight, you're bigger than your zip code. You're bigger than your city. Don't you let this city play you like a cheeseburger when you a whole Big Mac to all beef patty special so Ready? You, you walk around, you walk around. Can, can, can I push it? Yeah. Say push it, Bishop. You could be a great looking guy or a great looking woman, but you pick horrible people. 
Because you pick at the level of your toxic. So you walking around picking trash like that's your only option. It's quiet in this building. All right, you ready? Let's go, let's go, let's go. Here's the last definition. Very, look at the screen, harmful or unpleasant in a pervasive, here's my line, or insidious way. Because many people will say, I'm not toxic. You're the most toxic one. Ain't nothing wrong with me. Oh, it's a whole lot wrong with you. And that's good because we got all the detox we need this month. This month, I got pills for you. I got, I got salt for you. I got powder for you. I got every type of detox you need this month. Somebody say, it's a divine detox this month. Ready? It's insidious. Insidious means proceeding in a gradual, subtle way with harmful effects. Today on my pop-up. I talked about, I was watching, y'all know those shows that come on, like with the, uh, the people who, you know, like the murder mystery shows and, and you, know, the mu- you know, the music starts, doom, doom, doom. It was a late July afternoon <laughs> in Savannah, Georgia. And, you know, and, <laughs> you know <laughs> Brenda Jenkins was in the house with, <laughs> with Lester. <laughs> now, who remembers 227? Wave at me. Come on. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, pay attention. Um, There was this guy. I remember one time watching the show. There was this guy, and his wife wanted to take him out. Pay attention. Because you've been too kind to the enemy. You've played with him. You've negotiated with him. Some of you, you even tried to go back on his side. Not realizing he seeks to steal. Look at me. The enemy hates you. He ain't playing with you. If the Lord would let him have his way, he would have taken you out years ago. I don't know who needs to give this praise, but watch me. Who can thank God that he told the enemy, back up? Y'all not going to say nothing. In the book of Job, Job said, let me take him out. God says, you can touch his body, but you can't take his life. Back up off my son. Back up off of my daughter. So the man sits down every day to have breakfast. Pay attention. He's in his routine. We're done. He's in his normal routine. And in his normal routine, he's sitting at the table. And as he's sitting at the table, he's eating, I think it was oatmeal that he ate every day. Year, watch me. Uh, week after week, month after month, and I believe it got to like a year, over a year, he's eating his oatmeal. He's eating his oatmeal. One day, out of nowhere, seemingly, he drops dead. People are saying, was it a heart attack? Was it this? Was it this? Was it that? His wife was saying, I don't know what happened to him. He was so healthy, he came down every day to eat his oatmeal. The wife, pay attention, had been poisoning his oatmeal. It was subtle. It was gradual. But when it built up, and for some of y'all, there's been so much build up over the years of your life that you're toxic and don't even know it. You snap at everybody and don't even know why. 
You treat everybody poorly and don't even know why. You have an issue with everybody and everything and don't know why. You won't touch your neighbor and can't figure out what's in you that won't make you obey and touch your neighbor. It builds up. So it built up. And when it built up, eventually it took him out. So this month, my assignment is I don't care how much or how little. Our assignment is a divine detox. <laughs> Say divine detox. divine detox. Here it is. Jeremiah chapter 1. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse number 5. I, on Sunday, in both messages, this is where we got stuck. <laughs> if you remember, this is where it got real good on Sunday. In both experiences, we went two different directions. Jeremiah 1, 5. Before you were born, I consecrated you. Let's go to the previous verse, please. Bef part of verse 5. And before you were born, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Say, he knows me. He knows me. Jesus. Before I formed you, look at me, the tribulation can deform you, which means it'll try to distort you, contort you, warp you. Look at this. Or spoil you by twisting. As a pastor, sometimes when I listen to people, I'm like, what the, what? Because their thinking has become so twisted that what they call right can't get no wrong. -er. You're like, this can't get no wronger. This you're warped. You, the way you just perceived that is demonic. But the truth is, is that the demon is in the toxic. It's quiet. Twisted. Change of shape. You ready? Through stress. Injury. Ready? Or accident. Some of the toxic that is built up wasn't on purpose. Maybe your mama didn't mean to drop you like that. It's quiet in the building. Maybe your father didn't mean, he didn't know, and I'm not excusing what harmed you, but what I'm saying is some of the toxicity that's built up, it wasn't even on purpose. This thing was by accident. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. I knew you. Conception begins before before, or life begins, excuse me, before conception. You existed before you had a body. So when you were with the Lord, where were you at? Where is he? In heaven. So when he sent you to the earth, he only put a piece of what you were used to in you. Look at the screen. We're done. It's 826. We're done. He said, I knew you, and I approved of, say your name, as my chosen instrument. Shut your mouth. To approve something, this means it first has to be assessed. Which means if God sent you to the earth Wednesday, there was something you had to do to qualify to be sent to the earth in the first place. Which means if God approved you to get here, you approved to stay here. You approved to reign here. You approved to rule here. You approved to conquer here. You approved to... Come on, lift one of your hands and say, he already approved me. I, 
He approved you of his, as his chosen instrument. Say, I'm his instrument. He approved you and you're chosen. I need you to understand the significance of this. Because sometimes if you think that it's everybody, it feels less exclusive. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel really special. But I need you to hear me. There's many that he didn't approve to come. So if he approved us, this is your Bible. If he approved you to come to the earth, the question is, what is it in you that the earth needs? You're not a mistake. You're not some failure. I come against a feeling of purposelessness. Mm. I come against feeling like there's no reason for you to be on the earth except pay bills, have babies, and die. Mm -mm. You were sent to rule and to reign and to conquer. But what happens when what you need to subdue is in you? What happens, Facebook, YouTube, on an app, on a website, Twitch, Twitter, or excuse me, X? What happens when all of this tribulation has tried to deform you? So now you, you're doing things, but you're out of form. And whenever your form is wrong, your favor delays. You missed it. Whenever your form is wrong, your favor delays. He says, I approved you as my chosen instrument, and I consecrated you. Which means I set you aside, I set you apart unto myself as my own. I have appointed you as a prophet to the nations, which means for you and I, he's saying, I sent you on assignment. Say, I'm in the earth on assignment. The Hebrews came out of 430 years of tribulations. Came out overnight rich. They had silver, they had gold, they had clothing, they had shoes. Everything they prayed for, they got overnight. Which means God getting it to you isn't the issue. You being able to handle it is. Because they were supposed to take an 11-day journey. An 11-day journey. It was, they were supposed to walk out of Egypt and a week and a half later be in everything. Because the only thing they didn't have was a permanent place, a permanent home, and land to call their own. In 11 days, God says, I'm going to give you a permanent place and land to call your own. But they couldn't get it. Because, watch me. Although they came out of toxic, they had become toxic. So everything the Pharaoh said to them, they kept saying to themselves, we're grasshoppers. We can't do it. We don't do anything right. Except build cities. If you were so messed up and jacked up, how in the heck did you build cities for the Egyptians? If you were so low and so bad, how did you build their economy? Ready? You ready? Yes. Say, I'm here on assignment. I'm here on assignment. They came out, but toxic was still in them. They came out of Egypt, but Egypt was still in them. Everybody hear me? There's lots of things you've survived. Every survivor, just open your mouth and praise the God of your victory. You can't deny it. You can't deny it. You have overcome a lot. You've survived a lot. You can't deny it. But 
But in your survival, did you become toxic? So now everybody is, everybody has to pay for what somebody else did. It's quiet. So this month we're going on to the divine detox. Everybody stand in the building and online. Everyone stand if your legs work. And I pray quick healing for you in Jesus. So. Say divine detox. divine detox. So what are we doing this month? It's the spiritual and natural process and period of time of which one abstains or rids themselves of toxins. Say process, process. And, period of time. and period of time. This is going to take all month long. If you ever, um, you know, had a toxic substance get on something, they'd say thoroughly wash. In other words, you can't just put a little sprinkle on this. This has to be washed out of you. He's going to wash us this month. He's going to detox us this month. It's the process and the period of time. What's the process? The process means that I just simply have to be consistent. So I'm going to push you. Don't miss a Wednesday. Don't miss a Sunday. Don't miss a pop-up all this month. Why? Because every one of them is going to be the process. And you're going to begin to see things that are toxic, especially when, as these messages progress, we're going to deal with toxic thoughts. We're going to deal with the spirit of infirmity. What is that? It's where you think something wrong that isn't wrong. Toxic. Lift your hands. Say, Father, this month, I'm ready for a divine detox. Come on, say it with authority. In me and around me. Anything that's around me that's toxic in Jesus name I can't do that this month <laughs> and matter of fact not just this month say not just this month but another day of my life It's about eyes closed. We're going. If you're in this building online you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure wherever you're at Wherever you're at, tonight's your night. Before God can detox you, you got to give your life to him. He cannot wash what is not his. And so tonight, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. Wherever you're at in this building, you're going to wave your hand in the air online. Where the majority of us are, you're going to do the hand wave emoji or say, it's me. No guilt, no condemnation, and no shame. One, two, three. If that's you, respond. In this building, put that hand up. Online, do the hand wave emoji or say, it's me. There's no place too low where the blood of Jesus can't flow. Wednesday, perhaps you forgot, so I'll remind you. We are a church that celebrates people coming to the Lord, whether they're in this building or online. Everybody pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth, and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall or if I fail, give me the grace to get right back up again. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. And it looks good. Real good. Very good. So good, it's great. In Jesus' name.
Listen, guys, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord, scan the QR code on the screen or text Harvest to 55498. And when you do that, we're going to shoot you a text right away. Let us know that you just gave your life to the Lord, entered the option for salvation. Some of you are saved, but you need a shepherd. You don't have to live in Denver or Atlanta. This is a spiritual connection. So you can be anywhere across America and around the world. You can be in Biloxi, Mississippi. You can be in Little Rock, Arkansas. You can be in Miami, Florida. You can be in Los Angeles, California. You can be in Waxahachie, Texas. You can be in South Africa. You can be in Paris, France. I'm just naming cities where I know there's harvesters. You, you can be anywhere across America and around the world and be a part of the Harvest family. The Bible says in Jeremiah 3, I give you shepherds after my own heart. God doesn't give you a church. Only in American Christianity have we created a consumer culture where God is giving you a church and you like certain things that the church does. That's not... He didn't say that. Jeremiah chapter 3 says he gives you a shepherd. And it's a spiritual connection. If I'm your shepherd, let's make that connection. You text Harvest to 55498, or you're also able to scan that QR code. Did y'all get some out of this word tonight? Hey, listen, when you came in, there were communion elements. For all my online family, there's communion elements for you also. You can get them. They're totally free. We'll just You just pay shipping, and we'll ship them to you. I pray over these elements. Although um, often we do communion, we do it the first midweek of the month. Um, I want you to understand this is something sacred. Say sacred. Amen. And although uh, you see me dressed very casually, communion is very sacred. Paul said, because of how people didn't handle communion properly, he says, for this reason, many of you sleep. He said, for this reason, many of you are dying because you are not discerning the, the body and the blood of Jesus. In other words, he says, you're just taking this like this is a snack. Not realizing that this represents the entire salvation of your life. Can you peel back that first layer and lift it towards heaven? This is why we do the decision first. Because communion is only for believers. It's only for those that have given their lives to the Lord. Father, as a bishop in your church, transform now these elements into your blood and your body. Thank you for your sacrifice 2,000 years ago. We're reminded that everything we do, we live, we move, we have our being. It is in you. In Jesus' name, you can receive the bread. Feel that next layer back. Lift it towards heaven. I love you, Wednesday. We come against any division between the shepherd and the sheep. We don't do that here. Hallelujah. 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 Lift that, lift that juice. Jesus, on the day he was betrayed, the night he was betrayed, look at how strong he is. The dude that's going to betray him is sitting at his table. God will always test your strength by putting you around what's trying to make you weak. That deserved a shout. All y'all did was talk loud. I said, that deserved a shout. God will always test your strength by putting you around what's trying to make you weak. And I prophesy, let me go on and seal that, and you will be victorious. You will not give in. You will not give up. You will not give in to the spirit of the Judases 
that sit at your table. You will not give in to their negativity. You will not give in to their criticism. They don't have a right to criticize because they've not conquered more than you. They don't have a right to speak what they have not accomplished and done. I pray God would shut your ears to the voices of those that you ought not listen to, that you ought not hear, and he lock you in to his word. He lock you in to what he's assigned you to do. Release a praise right there in this building and online. Glory to God. Lift it up. While he's holding up a chalice of wine, similar to mine, he said, this is my blood, which will be shed for you. I've lived a perfect life, Jesus says. And in you receiving me, you receive my righteousness. Here's what I love about Christianity. It's not religion. Religion is man's ineffective attempt to get to God. Christianity is God's very successful attempt to get to us. His blood covers you. Say, I'm covered. Say, from head to toe. Every sin, every mistake, I repent. I get it under the blood. It's a month of new beginnings. It's a month of divine resets. I start this month. You ready for this? Shout it loud. Under the blood. You can receive the juice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're, for those of you at Grape Street, if you'll pass your elements to the end of your row. Pass your elements to the end of your row. Listen, if you came in late, you weren't able to give, get that ready. If you're going to sow the seal, I want you to get that ready. It's the first experience of the month. I want everybody to sow something that has an eight. We did this in the pop-up too. And I'm sowing twice. I want everybody to get something that has an eight in it. 28, 38, 48, 58, 88, 78, 108, 1,008, 8,000. Your neighbor's really loaded. Just make it a cool 800,000 and let's just get it over with. <laughs> you ready? Everybody sow something with an eight. Bishop Foreman, what in the word of sowing the seal? I've never heard of that. Keep coming. You'll learn a whole lot more. Purpose of church is not to just confirm what you think you know. The purpose of church is to give you information and revelation for that which you don't think that you know. Worst kind of Christian is somebody that judges something that they know not of. <laughs> what do you mean? I ain't never heard of that. That's the whole idea. You should be learning. You should be growing. If all we're doing is talking about the same nursery rhymes and stories that you heard when you were in kids' church, what are we doing? Every experience, you should be learning something, and you are. What you can't say about harvest is that you didn't get fed. Now, maybe you don't like good food, and that's on you. Everybody can't handle macaroni and cheese and, and good food. Some people are much more of a Rice Krispies, a little bit more bland and stale, and that's fine. But what you can't say is that there wasn't food available and that it wasn't good food and that it wasn't some new stuff that you ain't never had before. But when you had it, you were like, ooh, that's good. Look at the neighbor and say, we got to grow. 
All right, you got your seed. You can, you can give it several ways. You can use cash app, dollar sign, bishop form with the number two. Sowing the seal comes from 1 Samuel chapter 9. It's all throughout the Bible, but made explicitly clear in 1 Samuel chapter 9. The Bible says that when Samuel, the man of God, when he gave instructions to Saul, that they sowed to seal that um, because of the instructions that they received. All right, so everybody sow something with an eight. You can use cash app, dollar sign, bishop form with the number two, PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify. That's available. The email is hello at harvestchurch.church. Or you can, of course, use text to give. Text them out to 84321 under Harvest Church. Tap the link. That's where you want to be. Everybody stand. Everybody lift your giving to the Lord in the building and online. It's going to be an amazing month, y'all. It's going to be an amazing month. It's going to be an amazing month. Come on. Say divine resets. Divine detox. Say new beginnings. You know what I love about the phrase new beginnings? A beginning is already new. So why do you say new beginnings? Because a beginning implies that you're at the be you're something new. A new beginning, God says that, watch me, that it's going to be new, new. Okay. Anytime God repeats himself, that means he's trying to emphasize something you got to get. Would you just encourage somebody close to you say, and this month is going to be new, new for you. It's for some of you, you ready? You started this month in one city. By the end of this month, you're going to be living in another. Y'all, let go sit there. You started this month on one job. By the end of this month, you're going to be in another job. You started this month with one doctor's report. By the end of the month, you're going to have another doctor's report. You started this month with one issue. But by the end of this month, you... Yeah! 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 Lift your giving. Lift your giving. Say, Father, I sow into your kingdom, not grudgingly. No, I'm necessity because you love a cheerful giver. As I sow, I know that a harvest has been prepared for me. Goodness and mercy are following me all the days of my life. Everywhere I look, I see increase. I'm blessed to be a blessing. Thank you for this new month. My expectations are high. My faith is in you. Use me for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Masters are passing at Grape Street. Once you give, you're totally free to go online. If you need to hop off of the stream to give to do that, you can do that or use the QR code on the screen. I'll be down front for just a few moments to meet and greet you tonight. Tomorrow is one of the first days I don't have one of my dark 30 flights, but I got something else I got to do right afterwards. And so I'll be down front for a few moments to greet you. And I'll be online for a quick uh, online meet and greet in just a moment on the Bishop Foreman Instagram. Let's do it together, everybody. Love God, love people, and love life. I love you. Go in the shalom of God. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you and our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.